0: Dun, dun 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 dun. Mortal Kombat. Here we are, Halligans, once again for <laughs> some uh, a new a new movie review for us. We're doing the new Mortal Kombat. Uh, I'm Joe. My glowing pale associate is Ryan. Hey, I'm kind of sunburned. Is that is that okay? Well, I mean, you know, if that's what you want to call it. We'll take it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: this is the remake of one of the only good video game movies to have ever been made, and that's the original Mortal Kombat. Uh, unlike the original, this is not rated PG-13. Uh, this is full of language, full of graphic, brutal violence, kind of like the video game itself. It seemed apt, yeah. All right, so Mortal Kombat. You and I just watched it. I got to watch it a second time because a friend of ours came over and she wanted to watch it. So I said, sure, come on over. We can use... Uh, some HBO premium, whatever it's called, and we'll watch this. But what did you think of the new Mortal Kombat?
1: So I actually forgot about the old Mortal Kombat. I'll admit that. I, I remember that they had a, a movie like that. I didn't remember specifically the Mortal Kombat one. There are some movies from back in that time period that kind of blended together for me. Um, as a product on its own, I thought it was pretty decent. I think there's a lot that I didn't understand. Because I didn't watch the original movie or don't remember it very well. I don't have that much of a history with the games. I played them a little bit, but I had a Super Nintendo, which I think had the kind of tamed down version of it, where some of my friends with the, it Genesis, did. the Genesis. Yeah, they had it, and it was like way more exciting for them. And it's like, I don't, I don't know that I see what this is all about, but I see the difference now. I've seen the videos comparing them. But I think for the most part, it was... This is probably influenced by what was going on in the Oscars and some of the stuff that I've been seeing about that and about the entertainment industry in general.
0: Oh, I like, mean, I know the Oscars just happened the other night. Mm-hmm. I paid I paid zero attention.
1: Well, Didn't neither did anybody all. else. In 2014, <laughs> there were something like 40 million people watching it. Last year, there were 23. And then this most recent one, it was like 9. Oh, 9.9, 9.8, something like that.
0: That is quite the drop.
1: Yeah, it's apparently the lowest it's ever been, ever. And this was the 93rd one. So that being said, some of the complaints that I'm reading and seeing in videos about it, and I haven't watched the whole thing, but I've watched some of the highlights. Like, here's this person's thing, you know, stuff that's Mm -hmm. good, stuff that's bad. You know, there are some things like, well, there weren't movie theaters open, so a lot of the movies on there nobody knew about. But one of them is entertainment is supposed to be escapism. And the drinker uploaded a video earlier about that saying, like, this is supposed to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be filled with the same dark grit and weight that the real world is. And I think this movie does a good job of being an escape. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a fun way to spend a little bit of time. It wasn't too serious. It wasn't too heavy. There was no like uh, Jackson Sonia. They're just army buddies. Mm hmm. Like there are some moments between them that are really nice where you see that they have this friendship. You see that she looked up to him and wanted his approval, but they don't make the history complex. They don't put a bunch of weight into it. Like something horrible has happened to them in their past, whether they have to work through together or something like that. So it's just a fun ride. It's a fun adventure. Does that make sense?
0: It does. Um, I agree with that. I like how it's it it knows what it is and it's not trying to be anything else. It's not trying to take itself super seriously. It's just trying to do justice to the source material is what I felt. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know a lot of, I know that there is a lot of lore that goes into the mortal Kombat franchise. I've played one, two, three, possibly four or five. So I know some of the characters, but They've had so many. They're on, like, what, 11 or something now? I don't know. I have no idea.
1: If they had a Twisted Metal movie, (laughs) like Twisted Metal 2, I would have done way better at recognizing
0: characters. (laughs) Uh, I recognize most of the characters. I really liked, even the the Easter eggs that I knew I didn't understand, I could tell that that's what they were doing with some of it. But Mm -hmm. the ones that were callbacks to the original movie, I really enjoyed that. I think they did a good job of understanding how important the first movie was. Not the second movie. In my mind, the second movie didn't happen. There's only one of those. <laughs> there's not three of these. There's only two of these. This one and the original. Yeah, there's kinda,
1: nothing in between. Kind of like how there's only three Star Wars movies and then fan fiction on either side. That's right. Even though I send you prequel memes constantly. I don't. Is that? Was that oh, are those Star Wars? Is that what that's supposed to be? I didn't even know. Up to you. Uh so, yeah, I liked I liked some of those references too. I mentioned before, because this is not our first time trying to record this, you know, peek behind the curtain, that I liked particularly one of the moments I liked the best, it was the best like best placed humor, was one character, Kung Lao. Okay. Trying to trip Kano.
0: That's Liu Kang. Liu Kang fights Kano and and Kung Lao fights Chad. No, that's not his name.
1: Paul. <laughs> yeah.
0: Chad. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah.
1: Whatever. It was one of them. Uh, yeah, you're right. But he's trying to he's doing the, you know, down and attack Mm -hmm. over and over, spamming it. And Kano's like, try that again. And he doesn't do it for a second, like, catches them off guard and does it again. Mm -hmm. It's like exactly what I used to do to my brother. Oh man, it really is. Even
0: he even does the jump. Like he gets taken down a couple (laughs) times and then he jumps up and (laughs) Luke waits and then trips him as soon as he lands again. Yeah. that was a very nice callback to the video game. That was yeah. really well well it's done.
1: Every little brother strategy, I think, cuz <laughs> that was mine. Oh man. But yeah, and there were phrases and things that they said, you know, that were the same thing like uh Scorpion does his get over here thing. Even though up to that point in the movie we'd only seen him speaking Japanese. Yep. And he's from like 16th century Japan. Yep. So Don't know why he yelled, get over here in English when he didn't speak English or any other language for the rest of the movie. And they had subtitles with
0: him and Sub-Zero speaking in the beginning so that Mm -hmm. we understood what was being said. He could have just said, get over here in Japanese. And now I know that that's not what he said in the video game and that they have to do that, I guess. But I think continuity wise for what the movie has already established, just a small thing that would have been better.
1: Yeah, or if he had come out speaking English when he comes back to Earth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like if he was like, sure. oh, I learned this there or I've been granted this ability along with whatever else I can do. I mean, they could have made it a, an assemble moment, right? The Avengers saved that for like 22 movies before they did it, finally.
0: I, I, don't, I don't think it was. Oh, when Captain America actually said actually Avengers. Says it, yeah. He almost says it at the end of Civil War.
1: Yeah, and it cuts
0: starts, Avengers and then it cuts. But you're right. Yeah.
1: And there's a blooper where he's like Avengers and then he's like
0: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have I have seen that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I'm trying to think of anything else. I mean, there was a lot of good video game stuff. The styling of it was cool. Some of the locations were made to look similar, the arena and stuff like that. Um some of the takedowns I think they went a little too heavy on some of the dialogue in terms of making it relate back to the game saying like flawless victory and fatality for this, you know, what, trying to work it into like a Mm -hmm. natural ish sounding thing. The one that I felt was the
0: most natural came from my favorite character of the entire movie. And that was Kano. He, there's an opponent he's fighting. He's teamed up with some people, but he kills him and he turns around and it's, it's just like one of his fatalities from the original game that I remember, mm-hmm. and he turns around, and Kano wins. Like, yeah. for his character, that yeah. felt right.
1: Yeah, just the way he behaved the whole time, you're right. That did seem reasonable. You would yeah. expect somebody like him, because he, and he was so much fun. So much fun. He was a lot like, like we were talking about earlier, he was a lot like Claw mm-hmm. in Black Panther. He's just a really fun character. Like, he's a he's evil, for sure. Yeah, he's, like, a he's not a good guy. No. But he's super fun to watch. They're just bad guys who are super fun to watch. I mean, in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldiers, Emo's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of enjoyed the parts that he was in. I enjoyed his character and the things he was doing. and Getting to understand his perspective a little bit, he's somewhat sympathetic, but at the same time, still a dick.
0: Oh yeah, he's, he's but it's a it's still bad fun.
1: Yeah, but it's still fun to watch him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there was there was things I liked about this movie. Things, a few things I didn't like about this movie, but overall, before we get into any major spoilers, um, if I just go with our basic watch or no watch, it's got to be a watch, everyone. Like you need to, if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy this one. If you just want a little bit of escapism to get away from all the garbage that has gone on for the past year and a half, two years at this point, mm-hmm. it this is just fun. It's a good time that doesn't try it's not shoving a message down your throat it's not trying to empower any one group over another it's just heroes from earth realm have to defend against the minions of outworld here's the clash and yeah. that's all it needed to be that's all i needed it to be
1: it's not perfect by any means it's got a lot of flaws there are scenes that one in particular that i won't bring up just yet that doesn't flow very well You know, it kind of takes you out of it the way it kind of flashes sideways between things going on at the temple versus someplace else. And it it brought me out of it a little bit. But, I mean, despite pacing issues, weird dialogue that are clear throwbacks to the movies or not the movie, but the movies and the the old movie and the games and the lore of the whole thing, it uh, it was competent. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not it was it was fun. Don't watch it with kids. It's what you would expect visually from a Mortal Kombat movie. But it's, yeah, it's a good time. It's not anything that's going to challenge you. And like you're saying, it's not going to try to shove a message down your throat or, you know, tell you anything political. They didn't try to equate, you know, (laughs) the the leader of the bad guys with Trump or anything like that. The way some people (laughs) were trying to say that that the character from Wonder Woman 1984 was based off Trump when he's one of the comic book characters from, yeah, Max Maxwell Lord. That was his name. Maxwell Lord Lord has been, you know, in the comics forever.
0: I didn't even, I heard that going into that movie and like we didn't talk about in our review. I didn't feel that at all. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like that's what the movie was really trying to shove down my throat. I'm like, oh, this is the bad guy. All right, this is the bad guy.
1: Yeah, but that's the kind of messaging stuff that they're trying. Mm -hmm. I, I. and I don't know. Maybe studios are intending to do it, and somebody's catching on to it. Or sometimes it's the other side of the argument trying to play victim and say, "Like, look what they're doing."
0: Absolutely. But I mean, there
1: are cases where they're clearly trying to do something political. Like, I I saw this headline and and I read a little bit of the article about uh, Jordan Peterson, who's one of these guys who kind of talks about um, how do I put it?
0: I mean, racial, it'd be hard. Equal,
1: racial equality. But it's it's kind of the idea of raise everybody up instead of pushing any one group down. It's kind of what I get from him. Like, yeah. if you want total equality, then give people whatever opportunities they want. This yeah, stuff it's is very,
0: opportunity it, versus quality of outcome. You can't yeah. always have a quality of outcome. You have to give everybody the same opportunity, and then who, the people who want to work for it are the ones who are going to get it.
1: Yeah, and I see the way that he speaks can be a little controversial. Mm-hmm. but uh, there was an issue of Captain America apparently in Red Skull was promoting a book. That's very similar to a book that Jordan Peterson actually has written in real life. Yeah. I so saw all of that. Very, there. very clearly taking aim at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, just stop. I appreciate that. You have a message. I appreciate that. You have your beliefs. They're not any more or less valid than anybody else's views or beliefs, but I'm, you know, if I'm paying for a comic book or movie or, or whatever, I, I don't care, you know, and and it's an oversimplification, but it's like, I don't want to go to like Chris's super fancy restaurant. Really great. I enjoy talking to my servers and stuff that are there. Like all the people there are super interesting, but I don't need to like have the state come out and then the chef come out and like hand me a note about who I should vote for or what leads <laughs> I should or shouldn't hold.
0: Yeah. That's, I think one of the reasons you talked <laughs> about uh, the lower viewership <laughs> of the Oscars. People are sick of that. They're sick of this group of individuals who, because of what they do, they're famous and everybody knows them. They're just really good at acting. Mm -hmm. Like you've mentioned before, you don't go to your watch guy who's really good at fixing your watch to hear what he has to say on who you should vote for and what you should do and how you should feel about things. I mean, your Mm -hmm. server might be a really good server, but that doesn't make what he says about that something that, Needs to uh, automatically change your mind,
1: or that you needs can, to come with weight.
0: Yeah, you can have a conversation with anybody, which we've gotten away from in this day and age, and that's great. Have a conversation, be on opposite sides of a an topic, and you feel one way, I feel another, and talk about it. That's okay. But this, like you said, this movie, it didn't do any of that. It was just a fun ride.
1: Yeah, and the difference is, this is the product. Like if you went to your jeweler. And they were giving you political stuff while you're there. It's like, well, this is a conversation, but the watch, like the repair is the product. Where in this, it's like, I'm paying, you know, for HBO Max to see this movie. I don't want anything else in the movie. I just want a movie. Get your politics out of my movie. So if you, stuff, your, if you I got your watch back and
0: it yeah, like and had it, a, little, an engra- a little symbol and engraving of a Democrat or Republican, an elephant or a, a donkey that you're not okay with that.
1: Uh, if it had a Hydra symbol, maybe that'd be okay. (laughs) An empire or rebel symbol. That might be cool. Uh, but yeah, other than that, it's like, I know the world sucks. I'm here. I live in it too. It sucks more for me than it does for you. You're a millionaire. Like, I mean, at least most of the actors are. I'm not, you know, I know it sucks. That's why I'm watching the movie. Stop.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to say from here on out, uh, we're probably going to, and,
1: and I am saying watch. If you have okay. the service, watch. It's 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 very fun, not perfect, has plenty of flaws. Still a fun time. Don't let your kids watch it.
0: Don't let your kids watch it.
1: And even if some of
0: the stuff you're okay with, some of the gore for the kids, which uh, our friend who watched it with me yesterday, she was taken aback by some of the gore. She did not realize that it was going to be that different from the original. I'm like, well, the original was PG-13. So mm-hmm. not even close. Thank you. Uh, Deadpool and Logan for showing movie studios hit us with an R rating. Give us something, especially with something like this, that without an R rating, you can't stay true to the source material. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. can't do it. (laughs) But besides the door, there's some Kano has some language. that might be a little suggestive at times on
1: different things. He says, yeah, I guess from here on, we'll get into like specific details of what we did and didn't like. All right, so do we want to start with positives, or do we want to start with negatives and work the positives?
0: Doesn't matter to me. Either way. Let's start
1: with negatives, actually.
0: Okay. You want to go first? Sure. All right. Now we're, we're, now we're into spoiler time for this Mortal Kombat movie. I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that we didn't like with this movie. Uh, Before we get into all the the things that we did like, and I would say the things I did like definitely outweigh the things I did not like. Number one, and I'm just putting this out right out there on Front Street, I liked Goro from the first movie way better than this computer-animated abomination. One, he didn't look great. He was okay. But he was so... I understood how they used him in the story of this movie, but I, I thought he was kind of a meh character. And he's not supposed to be. He's, you know, a prince. Prince Goro. Yeah the he's leader like of in this. the armies of Outworld. Like he <laughs> he he has titles and has earned that stuff. He's a battle hardened warrior and just inconsequential in the movie, like, oh well, okay, they used him to make this other thing happen. Uh, and Oh, well, now, okay, that, I guess that was a thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's just somebody for Cole to cut his teeth on. Monster in the shed, a big forearm mm-hmm. Shrek. Does he even speak? He doesn't say anything, does he? No.
0: He yeah, just, I don't think he like, says roars anything. and
1: yells and rawr, jumps around.
0: Rawr. And yeah. just, just, what there was a part of it when, in the beginning of the movie, you see Cole getting his hands wrapped up by his wife, and his daughter's going to be his corner man in some kind of like a, a mixed martial arts event thing, almost like a, you know Muay Thai or something like that that he's involved in. Yeah. And his daughter used the uppercut, and he ends up losing the fight because he doesn't do it. And then they harken back to that in this movie, and he does it. He has this ability, uh, and he the power comes through, and he he uppercuts Goro, but the reaction to it isn't it's really almost disappointing. He didn't he didn't treat it like I think they were going for him treating it like, oh, wipes away some blood. Now we're gonna get it on. But that's not at all what I felt like. And it also he, didn't feel like he just got rocked and he's gonna be, he's like stunned that this thing he's fighting did that to him. Yeah. I didn't feel like that either.
1: No, Goro, just yeah, the the power that he gets, and the reason I'll start with the reason that Goro's the like so disappointing is because so much of the the effects in the rest of the movie are pretty good. Mm-hmm. A lot of them seem to be practical effects just based on the way they look, like a lot of the gore mm-hmm. seems like a practical effect that they actually took some time to set up and do really well and not not doing c g so those scenes are gonna hold up for a long time, um. Even the effects that are going on with Cole in the suit that he kind of manifests with his abilities uh, looked good. And what I assumed was happening was something that you would understand if you had played the game. But you told me that that's not a character from the game. From what I've
0: researched myself, that he's just a new introduction to the mortal Kombat universe.
1: Yeah. And what it looks like is he's got some kind of suit, like what black Panther has, that it's absorbing kinetic energy. And then it can dish it back out. Mm-hmm. Cause when he gets hit, the suit like glows, the more he's hit, the brighter it gets and everything. And then when he does that uppercut, like his arm glows and it, it seems like it's transmitting that energy through that punch. But you're right. When he does it, Goro just like kind of stands back for a second and is like, hmm like if you're youngest if you're youngest punch me in the face that's probably the look i'd have i'd be like what why did you what (laughs) i so yes
0: goro one of my most disappointing things with this movie most of the fight scenes i really enjoyed there were one or two that weren't great but i feel like it ended up it was more a time constraint that they didn't want it to be so much so much longer of a movie there could be a you know deleted scenes or kind of thing that might there might be some more of certain fight scenes that would make them a little more interesting yeah but for the most part i thought all of it uh was pretty competent good action good martial arts back and forth as far as gripes for you what did you have
1: uh same thing with goro as i've already expressed um A gripe and a praise at the same time is how good it was Anytime Kano was on, particularly with Sonya, since they had that kind of combativeness together. They were really interesting to watch, and their sort of final confrontation scene was great. And it was much better than any other fight in the movie, in my opinion. Like, that was just intense, interesting. It was a scene where, you know, the rest of them... As far as the strategy goes, there's not a lot of it. They're using their abilities the same as you would if you were playing the game. You know what your character can do. You time things right. You know, that's how they take out the siren, the harpy mm. person that comes in that they, they kind of hype up to be a little bit of a threat because they have a whole scene of her being brought in. Like, she's beautiful, isn't she? And then mm-hmm. you're introduced to a couple other characters who are just like, okay, that's the smart ass. That's this, whatever. And then she's taken out immediately by... Kung Lao. Kung Lao, okay. Yeah, I didn't... using... I'm gun using guy. The... No, I it's, didn't all right. wanna... <laughs> it's I didn't want to use the wrong fatality name
0: from the game. Yeah, was that's really it, nice.
1: Yeah, and that was one of the scenes where that looked the best. It really mm-hmm. looked like a scene from the game. And the way he says it and everything afterwards, that one actually kind of fit. When he's like, flawless victory, he says it with this like little bit of arrogance as he's like doing the thing with his hat since he's basically odd job and he throws his hat.
0: Odd job with a hubcap as a hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was good. Um, but yeah, the the fight between Sonya and Kano, like if all the fights had been like that, it would have been great. And there was strategy in that one. A lot of the rest of them, it was kind of just like, well, we need to fight harder. We need to fight smarter. We need to break them up, stuff like that. Like She is kind of like Batman a little bit in one of those games because she's getting down under the floor, she's hiding in rooms, she's throwing mm-hmm. stuff, she's using her, envi- you know, her environment to her advantage in dealing with a super-powered enemy. And that's the kind of stuff I wanted to see in the rest of it. And it's one of the gripes that I've realized in like Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super getting older is like they, they never really develop much of a strategy. It's not like, oh, Cell does this when he throws that kind of punch and I can take advantage of that. It's like, no, we just have to get stronger. Yep. You just have to be stronger. It's just like, who has the biggest number? And this... Is it over 9,000? They're all over 9,000. Oh, yeah, at that point. But yeah, it's... uh, That's not... It's... Whatever. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just that that particular fight is so good, it kind of takes away from some of the others. I think they could have done more to develop some of the lore... I would have liked to seen them take a little bit more time because the movie was only like an hour and 50 minutes long. And I feel like the end credits were like 20 minutes of that. (laughs) So it could have been a lot longer and you could have learned more about these characters. Like the one who comes to get Kano and try to convince him that. Cabal. You know, that he should. Yeah, that he that he should change sides and they knew each other. And somehow he like, how did he end up recruited for this other world? If he was a human at one point. Like, what were the other tournaments like? Did they have they always won them by doing this kind of devious assassinate all the enemies before we even start thing? Like, could we have seen Hisashi in one of those tournaments? Did he even fight in one? We don't know. Mm. You know, there's a lot of it that would have been interesting to explore. And maybe that's what they're going to do, because at the end of the movie, they do definitely suggest that there's going to be a sequel or an intended sequel. Or (laughs) maybe they're, you know, if it never happens, they might just say, well, we're just hinting the universe out there to this than just what we've seen.
0: It could be. Uh, I I do hope they come up with a sequel. I'd like to see more with it. I like the movies that have the different characters, especially they're going to match up in a tournament style kind of a thing. Like in the movie Dodgeball and they have all these different dodgeball groups. I could have used some more of that in the movie. Mm -hmm. Another five ish minutes of these different dodgeball groups and how They play dodgeball versus how the other ones play dodgeball, uh, stuff like that. So, I'm looking forward, I hope, to more of that in the next movie when it's actually going to focus on the tournament,
1: yeah, and riding being like dodge, dip, duck, dive, and dodge.
0: (laughs) Oh, if they could only get Lord Raiden (laughs) to say that, oh man,
1: or Raiden, Raiden.
0: yeah, that's all right. So, another gripe that I had, and it's hard to say gripe, but it really kind of is. At this point, I am sick of a protagonist for the movie who almost like the protagonist in uh, *Tenant* that we just watched. There was zero background on him. Mm-hmm. I think I thought there was more background on Cole in this *Mortal Kombat* movie than there was on the protagonist in *Tenant*. But this character is just used as a device to get the audience from point A to point B. Mm -hmm. They're they're who we're seeing everything through the eyes of. uh, We're seeing how this world is developing, everything, seeing it through their interpretation of everything that's going on. And so they don't necessarily have a standout personality because it's meant to be more generic. So anybody can put themselves in those shoes and kind of feel like they're a part of it. Uh, I'd I'd prefer not that. Like, we just watched The Hitman's Bodyguard. I liked how everybody in that movie was their own character. Mm. That's what I would prefer to see. Like, fine, have you want to bring in this new guy uh, to introduce this character in the Mortal Kombat universe, that's fine, but give him some sort of personality other than, I have to protect my family. Okay, well, that's everybody's thing ever in any movie where somebody has a family. Like, name it. John Wick killed everybody over a dog. Like, so it's, that's a, that's a usual, that's nothing new that we haven't seen before.
1: Not super original. Mm -mm. So
0: that I think could have been better because everybody else for the most part had their own things going on. Sonya and Jax doing their thing. Scorpion and Sub-Zero doing their thing. Every, every character almost had their, most of them had their own stuff going on. And Cole was just the generic one for there for the audience.
1: I wonder if he was a little bit there to keep Scorpion out of it, to kind of explain his absence. You know, some of the better Justice League stories have been ones where Superman's not in it because of some reason there's some, you know, he's, he's dead or he immediately gets knocked out by something or he's off to, you know, there's some reason why he's not there. And in this one, it's like, well, he's dead, but... There's a chance he's going to come back. It starts off that there's a prophecy that he'll come back or that his blood will come back, and they don't know how that's going to be. But I do agree with what you're saying about the background on the characters. We get more on Sonya and Jax because we see some pictures of them together. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we served together. Like, great. A lot of background. <laughs> she wanted yeah. to to impress him. That's, that's more background. All we got on him is, like, one line where he's like, I grew up as an orphan in Chicago. Yeah. Like, okay, so there's another... There's another gripe. If he was an orphan in Chicago, Scorpion comes back and he's talking to him in Japanese, like 300 year old Japanese. Cole doesn't know what he's saying. I mean, Scorpion's like, take care of my family I'm, or take care of my bloodline. I'm proud of you. Stuff like that. Like he he could be saying anything. He could be like, your fly's undone. And then he just disappears. And Cole's like, I think he was saying he's really proud of me because I'm his aunt. Like I'm his descendant.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, he, I have to assume it's, whoa whoa it's magic you know (laughs) like that's this this, you could say it's their bloodline you can say whatever you want but yeah like he cole cole doesn't speak japanese sorry
1: yeah like i said the last time we talked about this like he looks like he understands cole looks like he understands but my brother's dog looks like he understands me when i'm telling him stuff (laughs) you know he looks at me i'm like go get your toy and dogs looking at me like yeah yeah like, are you gonna go do it? And he's like, Yeah, totally, totally. It's like, oh, you're just looking at me. Uh-huh. You don't understand anything.
0: They they don't. <laughs> I
1: wonder People if People like Ashi. to think
0: that they do, but they they don't.
1: Yeah. I wonder if Scorpion left and he was like, I wonder if I should have said that in English. All I said in English was get over here. Ah <laughs> oh, well. I'm sure it'll be fine. Like,
0: he knows I can speak English, but I wasn't gonna, <laughs> I'm not doing that for his benefit. No, no.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so- I think that's about it, really, for Gripes. The The only last one is what I said earlier, the pacing. The scene where the bad guys get into the temple, and they start this huge fight, and they're trying to kill all of them right there. It keeps cutting between that and what's going on with Cole and Goro. And there's a point where you know, Kano cuts off the hand from that statue and drops it on Sonya, and it goes back to Cole. And then when it comes back again, I kind of forgot there was a fight going on no well no i didn't forget i assumed it was over it seemed like they forgot because you come back and it's jack's no longer fighting anybody trying to lift up this boulder off of her with his little tiny chicken robot arms well, and he got
0: he got put down like first to that same area he was he, fighting that big rico guy who just cracks him with a hammer he like flies against that wall there and then falls down and then sonya gets knocked down there After he's already down,
1: but they're trying to kill him. Why did they give him the time to go down there and like try to rescue her and unlock his power and do all that stuff? And then it's they they come out of there, and it's like, oh yeah, the bad guy, the boss bad guy is like sitting right there, and he's like, all right, wrap it up. It's just it was really, oh my god, it was that's nice, but yeah, it was just really strangely paced. I I thought I'd miss something or whatever. Like I took a couple notes. I was like, did I miss? A scene? Did I miss them on like leaving, or Lord Raiden like kicked them out somehow, or whatever? And it's like, oh no, they're still there. They just have to wrap that fight up real quick and then start another one. Yeah, there was. Uh, I mean, some of that wasn't necessarily
0: great, but you're right. If they were there to kill them, not Why to, alone? yeah, not to Doctor Evil. No, I'm just going to walk away and assume it all went to plan. If right. they're not there for that, then I'm not really sure what what they were doing. Otherwise, realistically, everyone, these are small gripes that we have compared to the rest of the movie. The opening scene that deals with Scorpion and Sub-Zero's background. uh, The Mm -hmm. fight scene that comes out of that is amazing. and One of my favorite in the whole movie. Uh, The character of Kano. He literally carried this movie up on his... He just hiked it up on his back and carried them all along for the ride. He was easily my favorite part of everything that happened in this. Such a and fun I just, character.
1: I just realized another thing this movie reminds me of, and it's the live action Power Rangers movie. You're making a face.
0: That doesn't. Mm.
1: Mm, is that not trash? I,
0: I never actually saw that. So, uh, are yeah. we talking the yeah.
1: most recent one that came out? No, no, I'm talking okay. about the one that came out in like 97 or 98. Okay. Because
0: I know there was one that came out five, seven years ago, maybe. So, I don't know.
1: No, it was. Uh, it. it starred, I think, the. Same actors who did the show, but it was just, it was basically just an episode of the show, but with a way higher budget. And okay. It was just cool. It was like, okay, here's all these callbacks. Like, here's what the stuff on the show that's cheap and half of its footage imported from Japan. Here's what it would look like if it was done as a movie. And it was kind of cool to see. And this is kind of, it had the same feeling to me. It's like, well, check it out. Here's what these guys look like in real life. Here's what this action would look like in real life. Like, here's how goofy these lines would sound in real life. Yeah, you're right. It has the same kind of fun, self-aware vibe. It does. So (sighs) I guess we're ready to get into good stuff now. What we like. So the gnome. (laughs) The gnome was fantastic because I knew the instant Kano spit on that gnome at the beginning of the movie. Somehow the gnome would come back. Like there'd be some reason why it would come back into play. And as a, a weapon, the gnome is great. If there's not been a gnome as a weapon in one of the previous games, there needs to be one now. (laughs) Like some kind of special combo with Sonya where she just pulls out a gnome and jams it into your eye. A special Sonya fatality? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Yeah. I mean, as soon as they went out that window, I knew. I knew that that was when she was going to kill him with that gnome. I didn't know for sure what was going to happen before that. I thought maybe she was going to get him in the dark or like, I don't know. S- something something sneaky, but then yeah, out in the yard with the gnome. Nice.
0: It was. It was nice. I really also enjoyed the scene uh, where Jax confronts Sub-Zero, and this mm-hmm. was a scene that was already in the preview, so that's not spoiling anything. Uh, Sub-Zero takes off his arms, which is obviously Jax needs to have that happen so he can become the character that everybody knows from the game, but that was fun. Uh, He says a line in it when they first kind of get into it, six tours, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. And
0: he, he reminded me of that old GI Joe cartoon character roadblock. And yeah. I had to look it up just to make sure that was the exact guy I was thinking of. And it was, but right then he says that and he, he's ready to fight. And I'm like, ah, that's roadblock. And it was great. I enjoyed the hell out of that.
1: Yeah. And I'm really good line. Really, really good insight into his character. You know, these moments mm-hmm. that we talked about before, like, uh, you know, Han being confronted with Vader, and he just he doesn't panic he doesn't run he just shoots, yep. Like this guy gets into the fight with a, you know, unnet, like supernatural otherworldly being and he's like fuck you like I've been through all this stuff like you're nothing,
0: right? Which didn't end up being true he totally he knew. got annihilated,
1: <laughs> yep yep and and it was really brutal, mm-hmm. like because Jax was there for it the whole time, like he's looking at his arms like what the
0: fuck. I mean, I I don't know how I'd be looking. I'd I'd probably be crying, pissing myself. My arms are freezing. It probably doesn't feel good.
1: No. And it was. I mean, it was
0: like some of the other special effects stuff you said. Not all of it was great, but some of it was really good, and I liked it.
1: Yeah, I think movies have a tendency to just, they cut away from the violence. You Mm -hmm. know, like in a Star Wars movie, there might be like somebody swings a lightsaber And they cut away before it makes contact. And then you see a result of it, like a hand on the floor or something like that. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like the typical kind of movie fantasy sci-fi violence we see now. And maybe that's just part of the R rating that you can actually show this stuff, but it makes it so much more impactful Mm -hmm. and real. Like if you hadn't seen it happen and it's just like, they found Jack's like that, you know, without any arms, right? Like it's still horrifying, but it's like, no, we saw how that happened.
0: Yeah, there's right? not as much impact to the viewer. One of the things I thought was neat that you've not seen—I don't think they really showed this at all in the first movie or the original movie, mm-hmm. I should say—seeing Sub Zero using some sort of ability just out in the world as he first as he first um, walks up, and there the daughter's sitting outside of this restaurant, and he's uh, snow starts falling, and then he starts attacking them with these like big chunks of hail or what I mean it kind of looked like big snowballs the way it was hitting off the the truck they were driving I'm like mm-hmm. that doesn't seem as dangerous as maybe it could like like big icicles that would come down and like stick into your hood or through the roof or something didn't didn't seem as dangerous as maybe that but I thought it was fun watching him affect just the outside world not just yeah. another person in a tournament
1: yeah sub zero's powers are really cool Like the scene from the trailer where he's forming that ice sword in front of him, he like Mm -hmm. runs his hand over and you see his eyes and you, you see his (laughs) eyes and you see him forming the sword. That was really cool. In my opinion, the single coolest shot in the whole movie was the fight at the end between Sub-Zero and Scorpion Sub-Zero like slices upward into Scorpion's arm or whatever blood Mm -hmm. splashes up into the air. Sub-Zero reaches up, freezes the blood into a dagger and uses it to go at him again. Like, oh my God. It actually took me a second to realize what happened. I was like, what the, what, is, what did he, did he? Yeah. That oh was my neat. God. It was that really was well done and it looks mm-hmm. so good. It's like, how did they make forearm Shrek? <laughs> they put all their money into this, clearly. Yeah. The sword stuff, the, oh my God, it was so good. Goro must've been an afterthought, right? It feels that way. Yeah. You, now that you mentioned that, it
0: feels like, oh, oh, right. There's this Goro guy. We should probably throw him into what? How do we. All right. Well, we had this other character who's going to fight Cole. Let's just have him fight Cole and he can get his powers that way.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. actually exactly
0: what he feels like as a character.
1: Yep. And the man, way he looks.
0: You hit nail on the head with that one, brother. Whew. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah. Um, man, there's a lot of good stuff. There's the. I mean, they make the stakes feel real. You know, they're Mm -hmm. so outgunned, like, from the start.
0: Right. Unlike in the original movie, like, there's a lot of fighters that get pulled into it in the original movie. Almost none of them have a chance besides the three main heroes. But there's a lot of people. In this one, they have been killing off all these fighters so that earth has even less of a chance to stand up to what outworld is trying to do and that it did it felt like i don't want to say ticking clock but definitely raised stakes
1: yeah and just this like looming sense of dread and like desperation and like we have to figure this out mm-hmm. which i really liked i liked that they you know that they just made it feel real like they made it feel like something to care about because they ma- they made it clear how Hopelessly and hilariously outgunned, everybody was.
0: Absolutely, like like there are he... a lot
1: of them. Well, like um, in a lot of superhero movies, they do a really poor job of establishing a threat, which is why you have the ticking clock. I I feel like you know it's well, we got to get here before the bomb goes off. We got to do this before that. But this is like they are fighting from the back foot the whole time. Is that the right term? You're a martial mm-hmm. arts guy. Yeah, yeah. On your back foot, sure. Yeah, they are like they're they're the underdog. The whole time until they kindly find, kindly, they kindly, they kindly, kindly. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Would you kindly? <laughs> of oh, <man. laughs> They kind of figure stuff out like, well, we got to fight like them. You know, if we're going to fight before the tournament, like, let's fight on our own terms. Like, mm-hmm. let's go after them now.
0: Yeah. They made it very clear. Lucan talked about if you don't, if you don't find your power, you may as well walk out the door because you're no good to us. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to, this isn't going to work.
1: Yeah. And I totally knew that Raiden was up to something when he let him go. He was like, well, go be with your family. It's like everybody else has told you that because of that mark, you're a target. Like, you can't just go. You're leaving the only place that's protected to be with your family, and they were sent away from you so that they could be safe. So this isn't doing anybody any favors.
0: Did you realize who, what actor played Raiden? No. He was uh, Hogan he looks familiar. From, the first, from the first couple of Thor movies. Oh, okay. He looks of, familiar, with like friends? I'm he was that one who was different in the Thor Ragnarok. It was a different actor they used. But from the first couple, I'm looking at him like, I know him. And I had to, I had to look it up. So he played Hogan from the first couple Thor movies.
1: I, I knew I recognized him from something. I think maybe the hat, the eyes, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with him.
0: <laughs> I was, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't Christopher Lambert, but it's okay. He he was a good Raiden, but at least they can't say that Mortal Kombat whitewashed. They used yeah. Asian actors to play Asian roles, so I, yeah. I did. I thought that was okay.
1: I actually really liked the casting. Hmm? The guy yeah. who played, was it Kung Lao, the one with the fire?
0: Huh? No. Yeah, Liu Kang had the fire.
1: Liu Kang. Kung, Kung Lao had the hubcap. Yeah, I just can't keep them straight because I'm not <laughs> like a super fan of the games or anything, but that dude was a monster i was like he's really scrawny and really pretty i don't buy this guy and then it shows him with his shirt off doing that like scary bruce lee flexing i was like oh shit this guy's for real (laughs)
0: like
1: this guy actually does this stuff like i if this guy shot fire out of his hands in real life on the street i would be surprised for about one second (laughs) i 100 percent believed him (laughs) after that like jeez
0: oh that scene where uh He does that and he knocks Kano down with this little fireball thing. And then Kano's like, Oh, is this it? Am I gonna get superpowers? Oh, that's what this means, isn't it? Oh so great.
1: Yeah, where they're yeah.
0: I felt like he had some very good reactions to the things that were going on. Like somebody that when you're talking about the people who can who are of the level that could be in this tournament Mm -hmm. that might have a chance to unlock some sort of ability that he did a very good job of acting that part. Whereas at the same time, not doing what Cole was there for, for the audience to bring us along, but acting as the audience would, if you saw something, did you just shoot fire out of you? Like, like the surprise for all these things that are going on and how his reaction to that stuff was, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. He, he, maybe that's what makes him so good. He was really relatable. He reacted the same way, like even when they piss him off to try to give him his powers to, to to try to like, OK, is this how it is? Like, we've been beating him up in the ring. That's not working. like maybe he just needs to be angry. And then he shoots a laser beam and he's like, that was it, wasn't it? I got it. <laughs> He's immediately like he's happy, I got a, I like, got a laser. Yeah. Uh, his
0: his lines in this. He was he was great. So I don't I don't necessarily want to get too much more into anything else that went on in it. You know, spoiling anything. We spoiled some of it, but not a lot. It's this is just a watch, everyone. This is just a fun movie. If you like the original, if it's coming from somebody who watched the hell out of it, I really, really enjoy it. I own it. I could go plop it in right now, watch it on D V D. That's a that's an old form of media intake that we could use for all of you younger generation millennials. Digital video disc. That
1: is that the I'm one same- you have to hand crank that? you have to, well, you, have
0: to you have to crank the thing to start it. Once okay. it starts, it goes. But you do have to crank it to get it to get it going. It's got the little cone. That's where the sound comes out of.
1: <laughs> and two little cones that you put your eyes over.
0: <laughs> no, mine, mine didn't have that. That's a 3D model. That's for the 3D oh. viewing. I don't have that one. Why
1: well, it's not that cool. I agree. It's uh, it's fun. I I didn't love it. I don't think I liked it as much as you did. But it was fun. It was another movie where I sat down. And I was like, I don't know that I really want to watch this. I'm not really looking that forward to it, but it was fun. And there were a lot of moments that were like, you know, that took me aback. And not knowing that much about the characters of the lore, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And I saw the trailers. And we've talked about this before, that neither of us like this trend in movies where they show you everything that's going to happen in the trailers. So I really, really appreciate that they didn't spoil anything. Mm hmm. Or at least, you know, didn't spoil much, unless you count that Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight.
0: Yeah. Big surprise. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I was surprised by how they, how they portrayed everything in the fact that I always saw in the games, up until the original movie came out, which they were, they were enemies in the original movie, mortal enemies, but they were fighting under the same banner as under Shang Tsung for Outworld to try and do what they need to do. I didn't ever realize, and I'm not sure at what point this happened, how much history the lore between those two. I don't know if the what they showed in this movie is true to it, but I always felt like Scorpion was the more evil of the two,
1: mm-hmm. granted.
0: But that's not at all the case in this. Yeah. I, I did appreciate how when everything happens in the beginning and scorpion immediately uh runs up and what he says is i'm sorry like that's what he's telling his family is that i'm sorry because he understands that based on the life that i lived previously to you all that's why this happened Mm. and usually you don't you don't see that as much in movies when things like that happen when somebody has lived this kind of lifestyle where he was like one of the greatest ninjas of all time, so it means he was probably an assassin of some sort, because that's kind of what they specialize in, that living that life and then trying to go and live the other, to go to your family and say, hey, I'm sorry, this is my fault, as the first reaction. That was his first reaction, not rage, I mean, not just straight rage, wanting to get the one who did this to just the immediate reaction of i'm sorry because he realizes he understands inside that this is this happened because of me this is my fault
1: yeah he's ancient japanese john wick
0: yes yes he is that (laughs) first fight scene with him i like that actor he's great um the first time i saw him i believe was in the last samurai okay tom cruise which that's a great movie Yeah, really well done good good story good characters And he, I think that was my first introduction to him. I've seen him in a few other things since then. I could see him in more. So let's, let's get on that Hollywood, put this guy in more stuff.
1: Yeah. I really like him too. I, I kind of forgot how good that scene was. I was so focused on the Sony one. No, that's a really, really good one too. And they're totally different. This mm -hmm. is like an over the top samurai battle. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. He just,
0: he, he, John Wicks, all the minion bad guys there. Mm -hmm. But, Scorpion style, that it was great. It was fun to watch.
1: I don't know that I needed an origin story for his little like throwing thing with the rope on it, but hey, we've got it. I mean, it, I guess it's like a garden shovel, which I makes think, it weirder when you think about that. When Raiden hands it to Cole, he's like, "Hey, your ancestor fought with this garden shovel." It's-
0: I didn't, I didn't <laughs> see it as that. I saw it as that. That was his thing. As soon as I saw it in her hand, there was like two glimpses of it there was mm-hmm. a quick glimpse and then they went back to it to show you in case you didn't catch that that that's what she was using i think that was that was just what it was But he gave that up when he stopped being ninja assassin guy and she hmm. just happened to be using that as a tool it's not a tool it's it's a tool okay. for killing not for tilling the soil okay.
1: all right all right i wondered I wondered, like, is this just a thing she's using to do that? Or is he actually using some kind of weird shovel as a weapon?
0: (laughs) Yeah, she's just (laughs) using his thing to do that because it's something he gave up. At least that's how I saw it.
1: No, that's good. And that's some good symbolism, too. Like she used it to he used it to kill. She used it to, like, cultivate life in a garden. That's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Maybe I like this movie a little bit better now (laughs) from that one thing. Yeah, that's neat. All right, so yeah, watch for me. I mean, don't go out of your way. I don't think it's worth subscribing for, probably, if you don't have it already, but you can find somebody who's got a subscription that'll let you watch it with them. I'd
0: say if you're a fan of the original like I was, it is worth subscribing for. Okay. I would say that it is. If you're that, I mean, because I was a big fan of the original, liked it. If you're a fan of the games like that, I think it is worth a subscribe. If you're already a fan of that stuff, I think it's worth it. If you're not, I might go with you and say, I don't know if this is worth that subscription. Wait till it hits a red box or comes up available somewhere else. Or you borrow a friend's, whatever works. Not that anybody does that. I know that's not a, nobody ever does that. But in case you were thinking about it.
1: Well, I guess that's it. So uh, if you want to hit us up, you know what, don't i've been telling you to for several episodes that we want to hear from you we want to know what you think we want to know what you like what you want to change what you want more of you want to make suggestions but don't don't nobody's reaching out and i'm glad don't no stop motioning <laughs> what no i'm not i can't see you motioning that you want it No. <laughs> we're gonna use reverse psychology so don't email us at moviehall@gmail.com. Don't follow us on Twitter at MovieHell and don't dare talk to me at ManPanda on Twitter. <laughs>
0: well, I hope that works for you. We'll see. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it, folks. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, that was our review of Mortal Kombat. Both thought it was fun. I've been Joe.
1: I have been and will continue to be, Ryan.
0: And uh, we're out.
1: Peace.